Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas to you and to you and your kin. I'm not going to sing it, but anyway, it's a great day. Really excited about what God is doing, excited about our service next Sunday. Uh, We really just want to have a great celebration of the coming and birth of Christ together. It's going to be such a beautiful, beautiful time. Um, Before I get into the series today, I just want to just make... A quick announcement, you know, uh, we, we began at uh, the beginning of this year really believing God wanted us uh, to be out of debt, and so we continue to move that direction. Uh, the, the number, uh, we, we started with 3 million. The number last week was uh, 645. You're supposed to wait until I reveal it. Someone is really excited too. Um, but this is where we are today with, the, uh, with what, has been, what has been committed and what has been given. And so um, we're just believing that, uh, that we, we could see God with his people, us be out of debt. I don't know, let's just, by, by next Sunday. I, yeah? Yes? All right, come on. So, is, uh, as you feel God lead you to do so, um, above and beyond your regular tithe and offering, just ask the Lord if he'd have you give um, to, our, to us being debt-free in 2023. And uh, even, even if it's just a little bit, I, I think it'd be great for all of us who call this our church to be a part of what God is going to do and the celebration of um, owing nothing to man except for the debt of love. And that's our heart behind all of this. So I'm pumped. I'm so excited and so grateful for the generosity of, uh, of, of so, many, so many of you. And uh, we're just, we're, we're excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, also next week, just something to prepare for. And, and uh, you guys are so generous. But listen, as, as you're able, um, but next week our, our offering during Christmas Eve service is going to go to the, to the needs of, uh, of the poor and needy and those who are in need here in our, in our church. And, uh, and, and so just so you're aware of that, this is, this is our gift to Jesus that we bring every year at our Christmas Eve service. And so we will receive that offering um, next Sunday. And that also just above your, your, your normal tithe, but to give that as God would lead you to give. And I know there's a couple of things to give here, but um, God loves generosity and you can't outgive God. And so um, I'm just grateful. Can we just thank God for his faithfulness in our lives? I'm just so overwhelmed. 
really am. Well, I, I'm really excited about what God has for us in the new year. And as we get into January, we're going to be sharing some vision and direction for us as a church as we believe uh, a new season has come upon us, that God is, is pouring out His Spirit in a new way for 2024. And for us as a church, us responding to what Jesus wants and us seeing what it means to be, to be a light in the midst of a, of a community that deeply needs Him. And so we want to, I'm excited about what God has for you and for, and for his kingdom here through our church this, this year. And you'll hear more about that in January. And we're excited as well as the staff as we've been planning and praying and uh, with the leadership and just seeking God together. So I'm continuing this series on unlikely choice uh, as we look at next week as uh, the, 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 the message next week will be an unlikely king. But Today, I want to conclude, as we've been looking at the characters of the story of Jesus in his birth, I want to conclude with looking at the shepherds. And I titled this, A Life-Changing Sermon to an Unlikely Congregation. And this event that happened 2,000 years ago, what I love about the story of Jesus is you see how he has woven in the coming of Christ. God has woven in the story of the Savior of the world coming and he's woven them into this massive story, and they're people that no one really would ever choose. And it's just really the story of God, of us, that we all are unlikely choices, that God would choose us to do something through us for his kingdom, for his purposes. Now, we don't know the name of these shepherds. It's a very well-known passage that we're going to read in just a moment. But this is, I believe this is a sermon from the angels that for us is important for us in our lives. It's important for us today. And so let's lean into this passage and allow Jesus to speak to us and what he said through his angels and what he's gonna say through the shepherds. Luke chapter two, verse eight, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not, be afraid. I will bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see these, this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said. I love the choice of the shepherds. The shepherds were the first one that God chose to tell the king of the universe is here. Jesus, this was, the, this was the moment that God became flesh, the incarnation, the prophesied solution to the sin from the Garden of Eden was now on the earth. And, these, and the angel arrives, 
not to the high priests, not to the line of Aaron, not to the, the sitting kings of Jerusalem. He comes to lowly shepherds in a field. And he tells them, and it's like, and what you, it's like they, they are the, they are the congregation. This is the first Christmas choir concert ever. And the shepherds are the ones that get it. And I love these choices of God. And you always wonder, God, what are you saying through this choice? Well, I don't know if you know much about the shepherds, but the shepherds were not top of the class within Israel at the time. They were the lower class. They weren't able, able to observe the, the Judaic law ceremonies because they needed to be with the sheep. Matter of fact, their testimony in the court of law was not even heard because they were seen as being untrustworthy. But God chooses through his sovereignty in his heart to come to these shepherds and tell them the first ones, hey, all things that you see, everything that was created and made was made through this one you're going to go worship. Was made for him and by him and through him. That one, shepherds, now go. I love this. I love the heart of God. I love what he says to us through this. One, it gives all of us hope that God in our own simple lives, our own just daily lives, that God is the God who wants to use us. And most of us see ourselves as unimportant, as unusable, as of, well, I'm, I'm too old or I'm too young, I'm too hurting, I've, I'm, I'm grieving too much, my life is too much. God wants to use all of us in our everyday life to bring him glory and bring him honor. And actually, God doesn't look at your earthly importance. He looks at you and says, listen, this is who I see you are. And he invites us into the story of what he's doing on the earth right where you are today. That's what this is about. It's about the goodness of God. And so I, wanna, I want us to hear this message from the shepherds. So if the shepherds today were to be preaching and they each had a, had a point. I believe this is what they would say as they take the sermon or the, the, the pronouncement or announcement from the angel. And if they were to hear today, because the, the angels went back to heaven, they are now the messengers of what the angel told them. What would they say to you? What would they say to you today and, and encourage you and make sure you, you, you don't make sure you remember these things? I think number one, they would, they would say, you don't have to be afraid anymore because Jesus is here. Luke 2.10, Luke the angel said to them, do not be afraid. The reason why he said that was because they were afraid. Do not be afraid. I mean, the angel appears <laughs> in the middle of the night. I'm scared. I'm freaked out. And what we need to understand is before the shepherds could ever fulfill their purpose and what God was going to do in and through their lives, the angel first had to deal with this issue of fear. 
If the angel hadn't said, said anything, they would have been like, uh, okay, okay, thanks, thank you. Okay, I'm not going there. That's, I'm freaked out. No, he addressed fear. Just like when God moves in our lives and begins to do things in us and begins to do things that are not, it's not normal. An angel in the middle of a shepherd's field is not normal. Most, most of our initial reactions is fear. We as a people are, are driven and motivated much by fear. Our whole society is driven and motivated by fear. And we haven't even seen an angel, but we are motivated and driven by fear. Most of us live in a world where the emotions of our days, like we wake up and the emotions of, of our day is many times like this. What should, I, what should I be afraid about today? Well, let me turn on the news so it can tell me. Let me get on my Twitter feed and find out where I should be really concerned. That is not the heart of Jesus. God never intended your emotions of your life to be dictated by what you see on the news or on your social feed. Never did. And so we just, we pick up all these negative emotions. Oh, I'm, I'm fearful. I'm fearful of this. I'm fearful of this. The, the shepherds today and God says today, Jesus is here. You don't have to fear anymore. Most of, our, most of our concern, to be honest with you, most of our concern is in a place that we can actually do nothing about it. And that's why many of us are actually fearful. Because of the what ifs, the negative what ifs of life. Many times, and even, even as, we, as you look at the news and you see all the stuff that's going on, how many know there is, there is plenty in the world to be fearful about? And God never intended your heart and your emotions to be dictated by what Fox or CNN or so your, some, some you know, email that goes out never intended for your emotions to be dictated by that. He intended your emotions to be at ease and at peace and free of fear because of him. Most of our concern in our lives is attached to something that we have seen that has said you should be concerned about that. Most of us are living in fear about stuff that is outside our, our own reach and we, we are filled with a lot of fear and outrage. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this to us today. There are tragedies in the world. We have, we have friends today what, in, in Israel that are, that are, that are dealing with, with what they're dealing with. And from the evil of Hamas and what's happening in, in Israel and the surrounding nations and, and 
And we are, we are so outraged at the evil that happened, and we should be. We should be outraged. But when's the last time we were outraged for what happens to our neighbor that lives next to us? When's the last time we were grieved of the thousands of unborn babies that were killed in our city? I'm not saying you shouldn't be outraged. What I'm saying is God in his sovereignty places his people, okay, his church in a local church to care and to care deeply for what is happening around them and to bring the light of Christ where he's actually placed us. And if I was the devil, there's an old Paul Harvey saying about that. If you've ever listened to that, it's amazing. I'm like, Paul Harvey, he was a prophet actually. But if I was the devil, I would get God's people so obsessed and full of fear on things that they can't change or do anything about. And I'd make them ignore the place that, I, that God put them to transform it and bring the kingdom of God. That's what I would do if I was the devil. Many of us live in such fear. And the reason why we're living in such fear is because we're living and carrying something God didn't give us the grace to actually do anything about. Fear is a motivator. And the, and the shepherds would tell, listen, listen, listen. Don't be afraid. So many of us are filled with anxiety of an uncertain future. We have a low-grade fear that lives in all of us. And here's the reality. This fear is the, the fear is the biggest robber of joy and God's purpose over and in your life and through your life. And the shepherds would say, you don't have to be afraid anymore. Now, th there are healthy fears in life. And there are many unhealthy. But we as a culture, I just want you to think about this for a moment. And I, we're driven by fear. Much of what we do, what we say, how we act is based on fear. We're acting, on out, we're acting out on things because we're afraid that if we don't, then our fears will happen. Fear drives much of what we do. But if you think about it for a moment with me today, the root of fear is really control. It's a belief that I can see. I can, I can see the potholes and the dangers in the future. I can see them all. Therefore... I can control not hitting them, not running into them by not doing something or doing something. It places me in the place of God. But the, the message of the angel and the message of God and the message of the shepherds is, first off, you're just sheep. You can't see the end from the beginning. 
but your great shepherd can. And he is more than capable to go before you and to keep you and to watch over you. Our job is to follow him. You don't have to fear anymore. Now, some fears are, are healthy, like if you stand at the edge of a, of a building and your heart races, and that fear is a good one. You should listen to that. Have you ever done that? You ever walked up to the edge of a building or like a, a cliff, and, and like if you go to Estes Park or something, and you're like, oh, this is beautiful. You're like, ha, ah, that's not, I'm scared. Why? It's healthy. There are healthy things. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So now there's a respect. You walk to the edge, you're like, I respect that if I fall off this, I'm going to die. I don't want to die. I respect that. So there can be wise acknowledgement of danger, but that's really not what most of us operate under. It, it really isn't. The shepherds would say, listen, listen, because of Christ, because of Christmas, you don't have to be afraid anymore. He's got you. The message of Christmas is Jesus came to eradicate fear from our lives. Fear is paralyzing. It's crippling. Fear keeps us in a box, keeps us from growing, keeps us from moving forward, keeps us from new opportunity, keeps us suffocated, keeps us from finding freedom, finding our purpose, living the adventure that God's called us, keeps us from parenting the way that God calls us to, or loving in our marriage the way God's called us to, or serving in our church the way God's called us to. Fear tells us what to do. And because of Christ, you have been delivered from the spirit of fear. It has no hold on you, has no authority over you. You are in Christ. The blood of Jesus covers you. So fear, leave. Get out of my life. That's good. Amen. But that's what God's called us, not to a life of fear and concern and burden and worry and outrage. He's called us to a life of peace. Before these shepherds could fully taste the joy and satisfaction of being in the presence of God made flesh, the incarnation, the angel needed to address their fear. Same way for us. And it's not out of condemnation. It's, I know. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Jesus came to show us that his plans are always good for you. His plans are always right. His plans are always just what the good doctor ordered. They're always good. Jesus came to 
show us. Christmas is about God showing you he always has your best interest in mind. And he's always good. And Jesus came to deliver you from fear. Number two, what would the shepherds tell us? That God's love for you is not earned, but it's freely given. It's not earned. Jesus came as a babe in a manger because God was expressing his love for you. That was the motivation of Jesus in a manger. The angel said this, today a savior has been born for who? For you. I mean, what, what did the shepherds do? Were they out there doing something to get the savior born for, for them? No, it's a free gift. It's freely. God's love for you is free. You can't earn it. Now, we all think we can. We all try. But it doesn't matter. Whether you want it or not, God loves you. Nothing you do right now will ever make God love you any more or any less than what he does right now. Nothing. Yeah, but Jason, hang on to me. But I, I, I have this in my life. I'm entrapped in this, and I'm struggling with this, and I, I'm not. Okay, God, God has chosen to love you. God has given his love to you freely. You can reject it. You can, you can live like it's not real. But the reality is God is like, I love you. The angel said, hey, shepherds, a Savior has been born for you. It's the beautiful message of Christmas. It's the heart of God. God sending his son. And I want, some of you need to hear this today. God sending his son was not about his anger and his wrath towards and for you. God sent his son because of his love for you. That's why he sent Jesus. God's wrath was towards sin, but then he sent his son to drink the full cup of wrath for you. Everybody thinks, man, mean old, mean old God is just waiting up there to, to get us and hurt us. But thank God Jesus came and stood between us and said, no, God, no, no, I, no, no, I'll take care of it. No, no, it was God's idea to send his son for you because he loves you and he has given his love to you freely. This is the, the most famous scripture that most people know. For God so was frustrated and hated the world. And you, no, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only, one and only, this means out from his, his very, they're the same, they are, they are exactly the same, one and only. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
That's good news. This is what Christmas is all about. A.W. Tozer wrote this. He says, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was for forgiveness. So God sent us a savior. Number three, God's message through the shepherds to you. What would they say? I believe they'd tell you, you will never be alone. You are never alone. You may not feel it, but I will tell you this. It has nothing to do with your feelings. He's with you all the time. What happened here with the shepherds, with the announcement of the angel, was a fulfillment of what was said to Mary. And what was said to Mary in Matthew 1.23 is the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Only when we're good. God with us only when we've done everything right. God with us only when I have my emotions in line and I know I shouldn't be sad, but I am sad. I know I shouldn't be mad, but I am mad. If I can just get those things in line, then God is with us, with me. That is not, this is a, this is God is now with us. Shepherds were told, listen, you don't have to be afraid. You are loved. God is here. You are known. You are seen. And you don't ever have to worry about being alone. Many of us feel alone. Many of us feel alone because maybe you've lost a loved one. And so holidays are a time you feel lonely. Maybe you've been abandoned by parents or friends or... And we have people still around us. And we still feel lonely. One of the number one emotions in the United States that people feel is loneliness. How is it that you can have all these people all around you and feel so alone? That's what Christmas is about. It's to remind us that God will never abandon us. It's to remind you that no matter what you feel today, instead of focusing on what you feel, focus on actually, God, you are with me in this feeling of loneliness. And I thank you for that. I am not alone. This is the message of Christmas. 
We need to understand that this message of Jesus and this message of Christmas season is the simple phrase that Jesus gave, I will be with you always. I will be with you always. In our busyness of life and the things that we, we, we forget about this. I forget about this. Like you come to God, I don't know what, I, like you're like, oh, I'm trying to figure life out and this out. You're like, I don't know what to do. We're like, wait a minute. Jesus, you are with me always. Can you help me? I don't know how to work out this relational situation and I come to my, Jesus, you're with me. I forgot. I forgot. You're with me. You ever, you ever forgotten like you weren't home alone and just for some reason you thought you were and then all of a sudden you come around a corner and there's a person there and you're like, ah! That happens to Cheryl a lot and she knows we're all home anyway. So it's, it's fine. But many of us like, no, there's somebody in the house with you except this, this one lives inside of you. You're never alone. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never run out for errands. He'll never run to the grocery store. He'll never go to work and come back. He is always with you. And he's there for you. He's there to serve you. He's there to help you. He's there to give you comfort. He's there to meet you in those moments. This is what the shepherds would say. You don't. You're no longer alone. Number four, they would remind us today that you have a lifelong invitation to come closer to God. Lifelong. This isn't you reach a point and then you go, oh, well, I guess, um, I, I guess this is as good as it gets. That is not God. He's a God that you would con continually grow with. And you can come closer to him. The angel said to the shepherds, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The angel invited them to go find God in the flesh, wrapped in cloths. Go find them. In other words, you, you can come closer. Now, the angel didn't say, I command you. The, the angel didn't say, you better or you have to. No, he invited them to get closer to God in the flesh, the Savior of the world. And this is the, the same voice, the same heart, the same message from God. <laughs> Why would the angel tell the shepherds to go and find him? I'll tell you why. Because God wanted them closer. God wanted them near. And the same is for you. 
No matter what you feel, no matter what you're going through, no matter the fear that seems to be pulsing and through your blood and veins and mind, and no matter the, the anger or outrage or disappointment or loneliness, no matter what this is, God wants you closer. No matter maybe you've fallen and Maybe some of you who are back from university, maybe you made some compromises this, this semester. You're like, I didn't actually realize that. And you have distanced yourself. God says, I want you closer. I want you closer. Come here. It's an invitation. Come closer. This is, the, this is the message of Christmas. It's the message to you, to me. It's the message to your family members that you're going to be with over maybe this week or next week. They may be hostile to God, but his heart has come closer. That's the message. For everyone in this room, everyone who walks our streets, everyone who goes to this grocery store, everyone who works out at wherever gym you work out, everyone you, that goes to school, every teacher, everyone in our city council, everyone in our city, every homeless person you see, this is the message. God wants them closer. And while we're getting closer to God, we're inviting others to come with us. It's this message of Christmas. Actually, it's just the message of the gospel. That God came near. He became one of us and dwelt and dwells among us, God with us. And he says, hey, come closer. The heart of God for you today is bring your fear, bring your loneliness, bring your, your performance oriented that somehow I'm not enough. And God says, come here. Come closer. This is his heart. And this is his message. If we can, just for a moment, just, just right where you're just sitting, just bow your heads. And allow the Holy Spirit revealed to you through his word Jesus wants you free from fear so give him your fear put your trust in his goodness at the end of knowing what to do Trust Him. 
put your anxieties and everything that you're seeing and all of it is real. The things we see, the, it, it is worrisome, but we don't have to fear. It is outraging, but we don't have to fear. And your loneliness and that empty feeling of, I feel alone. I feel like no one understands me. I feel like no one sees me. I feel like no one appreciates me. I feel like all of my efforts aren't seen, don't matter. Jesus whispers, I've never gone anywhere. I'm with you. And I'm going to stay here with you until you realize you're never alone. Maybe today the invitation to come closer is you've always had this deep sense of guilt and not enough. Where your first thought isn't how good God is. Your first thought is how good have I been? And it's never been enough. And you're running over in your own mind what you should have done, yeah, but I did this, and I said this, and I acted this way, and I, I drank that, and I, and I cut myself, and I did harm to me, and I, I haven't earned And God says, just come here. Come here, son. Come here, sweetheart. I love you. Lord, today we just say yes to your invitation to this Christmas season and into 2024. We want to come closer. We want to know you more. We want your love to purify us. Not through efforts. We want to come to the beauty of why you came and we, like shepherds, are an unlikely choice. But you came to us. And you invite us today. And we just say yes to you. We say yes to the invitation. Lord, thank you for what you're doing today. And Lord, apply your healing power 
Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Heal us, heal our minds, heal our emotions. Lord, so many of us are carrying bitterness and um, we made so many judgments towards people and anger pulses through our veins. Lord, we just, we surrender that to you. We want peace, peace for our weary souls. And Lord, we recognize that's only found through your love. And so God, we receive that today, right where we are. We receive healing, we receive restoration, we receive rest, we receive peace. We lay down our offenses towards people and you and friends and family and, and we just come to you. We forgive, we release, and we receive. Lord, we lay our fears at your feet. Deliver us today from the fear of the unknown. Use us, God, to pray. Use us, God, to care. Use us, God. But Lord, help, help our emotions be dictated by your word. And so, God, we trust you and we surrender these things to you. And we thank you for your sweet presence that's with us today. Just remain with your head bowed if, if you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus and you would want to draw near to him and find peace and salvation. If that's you today, just lift your hand right where you are. It's just a sign to the Lord of your faith in him. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Anyone else want to give your life to Jesus today? Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to lead you into prayer. That is just a prayer of accepting his invitation. Just so your own two ears can hear your mouth speak. And let's pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I come near today. I bring you my sin. I bring you my life and I accept your love. I accept your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. And from this moment forward, I'm going to keep drawing near. Take my life and do with it what you want. Heal my heart. Heal my mind. And give me a new start. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand today. If you've given your life to Jesus today, you can scan the QR code right in front of you. You can do that or you can go to our website. And uh, we, we want to help you take your next step. Also, if you can, if you will, you can stop by our Connect counter. Um, we'd love to help you. 
take that next step. We've all, we're all on a journey and uh, God uses the church and each other for us to walk that journey out. And we, we would love to do that with you. Let's stand to our feet and um, pray. And just believe that God's gonna do great things this week. If you would feel led of the Lord to give towards our debt, you can scan the QR code as well, or you can go to our um, website and there's a little tab up front, up, up top says debt free. If God leads you to do that. Um, but we believe God's gonna do something great and do something great in your life and in your life this week. And so look forward to being back with you on Christmas Eve. Again, I just wanna re reiterate what Pastor Mark said, invite someone to come with you. Be a friend and care and say, hey, why don't you come to church with us? It's gonna be a great, it's gonna be a great service, lots of fun. It's gonna be, it's gonna be shorter than normal. So everybody say amen. So, you know, it's great. So <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. So invite them to come and see how God can use you. If you can, lift your hands to the Lord. We'd love to pray for you. Father, I pray your blessing on your people. You'd prosper them and lead them and give them freedom and deliverance in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you've set us free from fear, from loneliness, from emptiness, and you are inviting us fresh and new to come closer. God, may you heal them, restore them, and prosper them. Thank you, God, that the enemy has no say over their life. In Jesus' name, that you are with them always. And may we all leave here today knowing that we aren't to reflect your light, but we are the light of the world because you are with us and in us. Bless them today and bring us back together on Christmas Eve at 10 a.m. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, visit faith.church. That's faith.church.